This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I'm in here with the one and only 645AR. How you doing, Jake? Yeah. What up, Adam? How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan, man. I'm very uh, happy to get in here in the booth with you and uh, figure out exactly what you're all about. You're one of the more interesting characters to have emerged in hip-hop over the last year, right? Yeah. Viral. Viral. <laughs> you, you got it, man. You got to ask me some some. Real shit. Yeah, what's the shit that, I mean, because that's always the, the trick as an interviewer is that you're trying to figure out what's the stuff that they will talk about that is super interesting and, and that nobody knows about. But you want to do it without having to ask the corny ass question of what does nobody know about you that they would find interesting? Yeah. Man. <laughs> does anything come to mind? That's the question. Does anything come to mind? Uh, just talking, yeah. I mean, we can talk about anything except like, Cases and shit. Uh, how's the case situation right now, though? Is it serious or is it just kind of whatever? Shit. It's a little serious, but you know, it's nothing I can't get through. So mm. yeah, we're going to be all right. You'll be all right. You're a rapper. You're supposed to skate past these things, right? Yeah. yeah I respect that. Okay. So you born in the Bronx. What are, your, what are your memories of that? Because you moved down south relatively quickly, right? So, like, what, what formative building blocks did you pick up there? Man, that's where I get my lyrical shit from. Really? Yeah, that's where I get my bars from. The bars. You got from what? Fat Joe from, and yeah, standing from, on the from corner? Being, being up in New York. I, I got the swag from being in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Got to mix it up. Okay. That's where I get the lyrical shit from. What were you listening to out there that got you into lyricism? Uh, you know. A As a 10-year-old. Biggie. Mm. A lot of 50. Heavy influence on 50. Uh, I was listening to other shit too though, like Fleetwood Mac. I was I've been listening to Fleetwood Mac. Like, really? Yeah, I've been listening to Fleetwood Mac. Me too. I didn't just get Elton into John. it with Dogface, but yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He yeah, he popped it off. But I was listening to him before that. I know Fleetwood Mac is like that. That's kind of crazy that it took this random Mexican slash native dude drinking cranberry juice on a skateboard to convince the new generation that Fleetwood Mac is one of the greatest bands of all time. Thanks. You see, I'm I'm a prankster, so like, man, I play Fleetwood Mac. Cause like when people listen to it, like they start dozing off and shit, starting to fall asleep, like start pranking them. Right. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to Fleetwood Mac. Like, Do you see how those kids have been blowing up on YouTube just like listening to all these old rock bands for the first time and shit? Yeah. That's kind of crazy, right? Like that that they're so appreciative of something that I kind of always just took for granted. Like I've heard that Oasis song that they flipped out to like five million times. 20 years ago? Yeah, nah, they, they just be catching on. Like, I think I think Fleetwood Mac just had a, uh, 
Like they just had to peek on like Billboard or some shit. Oh, I believe it after for sure. The dog, after the dog face shit, they yeah. just peeked on Billboard. It is kind of like a weird assumption to think that young people should only care about listening to music that is basically like made by people from their rough upbringing and and shit like that. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to listen to a rock band from the seventies? Yeah, if they're fire. Nah, facts. Yeah, I, I I grew up on that shit though, so it's like I grew up, I didn't grow up on it, but like. Like my mom wasn't playing that shit around the house. But really? Like, you know what I'm saying? She was like play some like Fugees, uh, like L Cool J. Right. Bunch of soul shit. But like I picked up like Flea with Matt, like just being in the car and shit, like going, like working with my dad and shit, riding, like that shit be on the radio. Go to the mall, you hear that shit or the airport. Right. Like hear hear that shit and like I fucked with it. That wasn't the shit that was being pushed on me, but like I fucked with it. Like just hearing that shit, like it's different. Like if you hear that shit, like niggas doing like the hype, like it's it's high frequencies and shit. And then like niggas aren't really familiar with that shit like today, but like back in the day, like, a lot of people was doing singing shit in high frequencies and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's totally true. And you think about like disco and shit. Yeah. It's like a bunch of grown men singing in high pitched voices and shit. And it just seemed totally normal. And then when you do it, it's, it's, or Cardi or whoever, it's just people act like this is something yeah, that's it, never it, been it, it, even it, it, touched before. Yeah. But that's the internet. Mm. Yeah, that's the internet. Man. That's true. And people just having short attention spans. But also, it's, it's hip hop having not mm. really been broken open and done in all the different ways that it yeah. could be done, that we just haven't really seen that much vocal experimentation in hip hop throughout its history. Yeah, no, that's facts. All right, guys, I just got to let you know this podcast right here is sponsored by Blue Chew, our sponsor, Blue Chew. It's a male performance enhancement supplement. Basically, what you do is you head on over to their website at bluechew.com and you use the promo code ADAM22 and it'll really help you out in the bedroom. Uh, they have a, a panel of doctors, a series of doctors that you can consult with on there. And it comes in a chewy, gummy form, which is really delightful in case you don't like swallowing a big old horse pill or whatever. It's shipped directly to your door discreetly so nobody's going to know that you're getting this stuff in the mail there's nothing to be ashamed of but nobody's going to know anyway and all the orders are uh, filled in the usa so again bluechew.com promo code adam22 you got to get involved you'll pay just five dollars shipping it's free five dollars shipping that's crazy back to the interview when you said you'd be going to work with your dad and shit what did your dad do and what kind of stuff would you be doing helping him out with uh he did a lot of like contracting shit like handyman shit, building shit, uh, like carpeting, all types of shit. And like, he'd just be bringing you around, having you help out and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, just brought me with him. What are those memories? Memories like that's kind of like a adorable mental image, especially just because so many people I interviewed don't seem like they had strong relationships with their dad. Yeah, and I had a good relationship with my. I still got a good relationship with my pops, but yeah, like really, I didn't like doing that shit because. He was just trying to, like, I don't know. I was a bad kid getting in trouble and shit, so, like, he tried to bring me out so I wouldn't be at home and shit. Like, right. So I would have to go with him and do shit. But, like, yeah, I didn't really like that shit for real, for real, to be honest. Mm. Like, you feel me? I'm a little-ass kid, bro. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying, go work on carpet with you and shit. <laughs> trying, to no. go, trying to go to the cul-de-sac. 
For real. I mean, that's that's the problem, I think, being a dad, is that at a certain point, you want your kid to give a fuck about all the stuff that you give a fuck about, but then, meanwhile, they're their own person. And yeah, if they nah, don't care, they don't care. Yeah, not facts. Yeah, my, my dad from Honduras, too. He's mm. from, from Honduras, so like, he, he's born and raised there, you feel me? So it's like, he moved here. He moved here, had me. So it's like, he be wanting me to, you know what I'm saying? Bro, he started working when he was, like, kid. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? He be trying to push that on me. It's like a different level of hustle coming from an environment yeah, like that, huh? Yeah. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Just thinking about being four years old, having to go get some fish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, trying to push that on me. For real. What was your mom like? Or is your mom like? Yeah, my mom My mom was a hustler, like, hard worker, making sure, you know what I'm saying, she took care of us. Got us out. Got us out the hood. Really? Shit. Yeah. So you kind of saw that, like, come up in terms of your... Where you were staying at and the environment yeah. that you were around? Yeah, like she, she didn't want me around that shit. So, you know, she worked to get us out of there. Okay. Get us get us out of New York. Yeah. So that, okay, so that, you moving from New York to down south, that was very much like your mom sort of like elevating and like yeah. moving away to a, a safer environment and shit? Yeah. That's definitely what that was. How did that feel to you as a kid, though? You're kind of pissed that she was taking you out of this fun-ass mm-hmm. environment you were in? Yeah. Cause really, I moved like in the in the elementary school and shit. So like, I had moved to Florida though for like, like less. I, I wasn't in Florida for a whole year. Mm. I was staying in uh, in like Broward for like ten months or some shit. I went to squat there and shit. But like, yeah, cause I just I just like I, I so shit like, I moved I moved in the in the fifth grade. So I was and I had a class. I was in the fourth. Yeah, I moved in fifth grade. Like fifth grade, I moved to uh, Florida and shit. But like in fourth grade, it was a dude and that lived in my building. I had a class with him and shit. So like, we had ended up getting real cool and shit. And then it was another nigga we we got real cool with. And then he lived in my building. So I was in the class with two niggas in my building and shit. Then we ended up moving like the next year and shit. So it's like, you know, what I'm saying, I'm just like, damn. But you know. I was looking forward to some new shit too, so you know what I'm saying? Like, just trying to see uh, other aspects in life and shit. It's crazy that you were in Broward like that. You could have been coming up with X and Ski and shit if uh, things had worked out a little differently. Isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I be thinking <laughs> about that. Like, I don't know how it turned out. Like, I probably wouldn't even be rapping for real if I would have stayed in Florida. You don't like, think? Yeah, I don't know what I'd be doing. That's interesting. So, what, what, what influenced you to get into music? Like, when did that start to happen? Shit, uh, so shit, man. Really, on some real shot, I really had hoop dreams. Yeah, right. Yeah, I still got hoop dreams, man. Like people gonna see it. Like I'm. Shaq West didn't give up. Yeah, man. Shout <laughs> I out guess Shaq you don't West, got it right. I'm, I'm making the league, man. 2021, man. Really? I'm, I'm putting the jersey on. It's gonna take a lot of training, a lot of diet, exercise. It def- it's definitely gonna take. a lot. I already started though. Okay. I'm like, I'm like a month in. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Lost. Yeah. Corona. Corona started. I didn't put on like. 40 pounds. Really? Yeah. That's my goal is to get a fucking house that's big enough that has a basketball court so I can practice learning to shoot properly by myself without having to be judged by any, like, 12-year-old kids at the playground next to it or whatever. Yeah. Nah, I'm finna, I'm finna play in the league, man. It's gonna happen. Mm. You see me? Like, this rap shit, like, it's just a stepping stone. Like, that's all it is for me. Really? But, yeah, like, I was really doing this ball shit for real. And then that shit just wasn't working out because you know, I was in school and shit. So I was in school 
doing some shit I wasn't even trying to do. I was just doing that shit, just play ball. That shit, ball shit wasn't working out. So I was still, I'm, I'm still talented. Like it's, it's, it's in me, but shit, like I definitely just need to get back in shape. But mm. yeah, I feel it. It's gonna happen, man. That's one crazy thing, though, that I realized in researching you is that you were very much around during these sort of, like, formative, like, early SoundCloud-type era in Atlanta and shit, and yeah. that you were around Yachty and Ian Connor and the Slime Cito and all these dudes that I'm, like, reading up on you and realizing, like, oh, shit, like, you might only, like, really sort of caught your stride in the past year or so. Yeah. But you were, like, around a lot of these creative-ass people at a time in fucking Atlanta history that was pretty... Pivotal and iconic. Nah, facts. Facts. What's up? Like before, yeah, before before I started uh rapping on some real shit, like I was just cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like I, I'm I'm done with school. I dropped I just dropped out of college and shit. So I was going to college in New York. So I'm I, I came back to my mama crib. Mm. I don't know what the fuck I'm finna do. So I was just doing I was just running with the wind. So I'm I'm, I'm running with like, you know, niggas who's rapping and shit. So I'm just like, shit, how can I help them? So I started like shooting videos, like vlogs and shit. Really? Yeah, I started shooting vlogs. And uh man, like the first shit I shot was some Hoodridge Pablo Juan shit. It was like a vlog. Wow. It was that shit. And then the second shit I shot, it was it was it was a smoke perp show. Smoke perp, Larry League, and Lil Pump. Wow. Did that and then Larry Lee, what the fuck happened to them? I don't remember that. Too. Larry wow. Lee, yeah, man. Shout out Larry Lee, man. Yeah. Larry, Lee, Larry Lee played a big uh, part in my success and shit. Really? So, yeah. Like, that's dope. I came up with them and shit. So. Oh, wow. That's sick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm doing that shit, and then that's, that's just not really it for real. Because it's vlogs. It's not, it's not even like shooting videos. So, boom. It's vlogs and shit. Then the nigga, nigga wanted me to shoot his video. So, I'm like, shit, all right. I shoot the nigga video and shit. Like. He shot the he he it was a feature though so he it, it was a nigga from Atlanta and shit like nigga, he he was he was well known in the city and shit um Oof. so goddamn they wanted me to shoot a video I shot the video and shit and then I just I, I wasn't fucking with the song and shit I was just like damn like so shit like they thought I was really finna do like a music video for free and shit so like. You know what I'm saying? I, I low key was at the end. I was just going like say like yeah, I need this. Boom! I'm I'm editing the video or I'm trying to, and I'm just listening to the song and shit. I'm just like damn, like this shit not it. Like I could do this. I could do what he doing. Uh-huh. I could have somebody shoot my video and shit. So that's when I was like fuck it. I'm finna I'm finna try this rap shit. So like that like like that made me. Like me, me being a video man and shit, I just seen shit from a different perspective and shit. So like, mm. like not not a rapper perspective, but just like more of trying to like trying to like make your way in. So like, it's more it's, it's more of a perspective of like trying to make your way in and shit. So it's mm. like I was trying to do that, and then I just I just realized I was like, damn, like I could I could literally do this shit. Like I'm talking about dude, dude who sold dude the feature. He wasn't he he wasn't really popping like that, and then he he sold the feature for like a couple bands. I'm just like, damn, like you selling features for a band and shit, like this shit really like whack for real. Hmm. This shit really whack. I could do this, so so that's what made me start rapping this shit. Like give it a try. I was like man, I'm finna give this shit a try. I'm gonna make music that I would want to listen to. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So was the reaction not great at first, or were you getting a reaction before you sort of started experimenting more and more? 
Yeah. The reaction was little though. Like it was just some small shit. It was like, oh, this shit hard. Like I, I play like like on some sneak shit though. Like that's everybody done been through this shit. When niggas first start rapping this shit, like you try to sneak a song in this shit and you play it and then niggas like, oh, this shit hard. Mm. This shit hard. And then you like, oh shit, okay, I'm finna run with this shit. Like it's more than one nigga saying this shit hard. Like this is my first song, so I'm finna run with this shit. So that's really how I got into rap. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, being around. Yeah, you, like, you can go back and just sort of watch your transformation from looking at old videos and shit like that. Like, you facts. you seem like you've kind of done what you can to, like, erase some of your uh, history on the internet, like, by deleting certain shit and stuff. But it's man, still my, good. My shit got banned, man. Like, your, my your, Twitter, you, like. Oh, really? Yeah, so shit, really, that's a good thing that happened, though, because I was really tweeting some crazy shit. Like, really? Yeah, so I got banned from Twitter and shit, though. So, like, niggas can't see them tweets. You remember the tweet that got you banned? Shit, yo, it, you remember when that war, that uh, World War Two shit was going on? Nah, the World War Three when it was talking about it was like oh, around, yeah, this, yeah. around this time last year, I think. We thought uh, North Korea was gonna bomb us or yeah, whatever. Facts. Yeah, yeah. So I, I posted some tweet, and that shit started going up, and then I don't know. They just took my shit down. But like, what'd you say? Like you threatened somebody? Shit, or? nah. I just, I just, I forgot what I said. I said some shit. It was just like some shit like about North Korea. Niggas want to play. Mm. It was just some troll shit though. You feel me? Boom, I could kind of imagine it. Yeah, like if man. you were looking at it from an outside perspective, it might have seemed like you were being sort of racist or like threatening to destroy yeah, this country. Or, yeah, that's that's what mm. it was about though. But yeah, it was just some troll shit. Mm. They deleted my shit. Damn, that feel like the end of the world this time. It did. I ain't gonna lie. It did. Yeah. I was like, damn, I got startled. But shit. I was tweeting some crazy shit on there, so you know what I'm saying. All that came up, niggas would start looking at old tweets and shit. Yeah, we've all been through it. Sada baby you know got saying? it a couple months ago. Yeah, it wasn't no shit, you know. That was gonna get me canceled or nothing. But right. I, was, I was saying some crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody. I'm 13 on Twitter and shit. 13, 14, just saying some dumb ass shit. 13 is a crazy ass age, man. Remember when yeah. Brother Nature had it come up and he he was tweeting some. I'm not yeah. even gonna throw him under the bus or anything, but he was tweeting some crazy shit. Yeah. But then people are like, "Yo, he was 14 saying that's, that's this." That's everybody though. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, you you a kid? Mm, definitely. You a kid just saying this shit? Yeah, that's the weird thing about like nowadays you can transition from a rapper or from a kid to a rapper so goddamn fast, and it's like very hard for people to sort of. Realize that you were just a regular person six months ago, and yeah, you know. we are regular people. It's true. Yeah, I know. That's a weird thing too. Is the rappers are supposed to sort of like be treated as if they were not yeah. regular immediately, or yeah. you know, this doesn't really make any sense. But that's interesting because you say that you got into rap through Fifty Cent, and I wonder like what part of that appealed to you because like from my perspective, I was like eighteen when Fifty came out, and I remember that was like my impression of him was like. This is the most gangster shit I ever heard. Like this is crazy. Yeah, not facts. He it felt had, real had in a way. A lot of badass shit. Mm. Yeah, getting in trouble in daycare and shit. Right. Type shit. In daycare. That was yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Um, 
so okay, like you start making music and stuff, but then you start experimenting and you sort of like find your sound. Like what what led you in that direction? Shit, uh, really, I was making shit. I was making shit I thought was hard as fuck. Like it was like the best shit I had. And then you know what I'm saying niggas just wasn't catching on for real. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like this shit hard. Niggas ain't even paying attention for real. So I just started like trying to put shit together and then just so so i already told you like the the back in the days niggas doing the high frequencies mm. like high pitched it that shit was coming so like it was coming niggas heard it like if you hear it at the airport and shit like you're not gonna be like yo what the fuck is this it's just some common shit like mm. the fleet will match so boom i was like i gotta switch this shit up i, was like, I gotta change it up so you know, when you're thinking about shit, you always like shit. Like, you always think about like the pros and cons of shit. You always think about like, okay, what could happen? What's finna happen? Like, what's the what's the good shit that's gonna come out of this, and what's the bad shit that's gonna come out of it? So, uh, I was rapping and that shit. You know, niggas just wasn't picking up for real. I was like, damn, like niggas, like gotta get some, gotta get something behind it, like something that's gonna make niggas say what the fuck, but not not say what the fuck, like, cause it be gimmicks and shit. Like, it be it, it be too like. Like gimmicks, niggas just be like clearly trolling and shit. Like, mm. like it be pure gimmicks and shit. Like niggas probably thought it was gimmick. Like for for the trap, like niggas probably think it's a gimmick. Some people really like fuck with the song and shit. Some people just think it's some funny shit. But uh, like if you listen to the lyrics and shit, and you go to Genius and you see what I'm saying, I'm actually saying some real shit. So like, that's how I thought about. It. I was like, damn, okay, I gotta do something that's gonna like, I gotta do something that's gonna be different, but not gonna be like some weird shit. You feel me? Like, it's weird. It's weird, but like, I made it. I made it real. All right, so it's weird. Like, just my approach is weird, but I made it different by like trying to say some real shit. Like, trying to make that shit like having content behind like my delivery and shit. Delivery is gonna get people's attention. They gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Mm. But like, if you hear some shit and then it's just bullshit, you gonna be like, "Man, it's just bullshit." But like, if you hear some shit and you're like, "Damn!" Like people keep talking about this shit. Like, there's a reason why people's talking about this shit. Cause I'm saying some real shit, like some real lyrical shit. Like, mm. like for the trap, like my delivery was different. Like with the high pitch, but like I was talking about some real shit that a lot of people could relate to. So that's what it was. Like, like I was like, "Man, I gotta do something different." But I gotta do something different that's not too crazy that like some people could still relate to. Right. So, you feel me? Like, cause people could just make like a nigga could just make a high a high high pitched song just talking about a whole bunch of bullshit, bitches, uh, money, cars, a whole bunch of bullshit. Niggas not really going. Niggas gonna be like, man, this is just bullshit. Like he just he just he just trying to like he trying hard to to like be different, but like I was talking about some shit that niggas could relate to. I just made my delivery different, you feel me? So Definitely. Yeah, I don't think it would have, like, taken off the way it did or hit the same if it wasn't for the fact that you seemed very sincere about it and you were taking it seriously in a lot of ways. And, like, a lot of people, you know, rap has no shortage of people who are just looking for some kind of viral fucking bullshit to come up off of. You know, it would have been very easy for your shit to end up in that category and to have people treat it that way, right? Thanks. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, with with a bunch of niggas who be going viral and shit... Like they just got that one viral shit, and then shit. Pretty much all, all the shit after that just be like, 
it don't live up to what got you where you at. So shit, like for the trap got me where for the trap got me on and shit. Like for the trap put the the world on notice. But I came out with some shit yoga. I came out with yoga after that. Yoga's bigger than for the trap. Yoga's the hardest one if you ask me. That yeah. song's insane. Nah, facts, yeah. Shout out, shout out Ola Runt. Uh Right. Yeah, yoga. But he, he was on he's on every version of it or he just got on the remix? Nah, so yoga 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 was made in November, around this time last year. It was made in November. Ola had got on it. It was me, me and Ola. We dropped a song in like December. December last year. Yeah, we dropped a song in December last year. People was already fucking with it. Like this before this is before the label pushing shit. This is when Ola's on it, so boom. Like you got people like Rose Lee fucking with it. Got people putting it like playlisting and shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's doing shit by itself. Boom. I get signed and shit. I get signed off for the trap though. I got signed off for the trap. Uh, then like Ron was just telling me, Ron, uh, Ron Perry was just telling me like yoga was it. He was like yoga's the record. Boom. He was like, okay. This 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 what we going with next. So. Yeah, and then they, they just sent they, they, uh like you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm waiting for this shit like like so boom my manager called me he like yeah like Ron he's he's big on yoga ah uh, ah uh. he's like yeah yoga's gonna be big they're gonna make it big and shit I'm like man okay we going crazy boom I call Ola I'm like man they fucking with yoga we finna go viral we going up ah uh, uh. we going up we gonna shoot the video ah uh, ah uh. so shit like some time go by it's like a week or two time go by. They send me the song and shit. The engineer who mixed the song, he sent me the song and shit. I'm listening to it. And then, like, I never hear all our shit. Like, it was just, they took him off and shit. So I'm like, damn. Like, why I do that? But this one, all I was coming up and shit. So, mm-hmm. like, I kind of see it from the label perspective and shit. But, yeah. I feel like, what, what are the label conversations like when you're going in to get signed and stuff? Are they just like, genuinely excited about what you're doing or did you feel like you know because again with the label sometimes they're looking for a quick fucking pump and dump where they want to just take one popping song get what they can completely like sort of rinse you of any sort of artistic ambition use up that song and then throw you by the wayside like were you thinking about that or like was there appreciation for it you're talking about just having conversations with ron perry who's like the president or ceo of whatever of uh, the label yeah so shit really uh i already knew that shit i was like i was kind of like shit like i got one record that's going crazy like I was just thinking worst case scenarios and shit, but uh, like I talked to him, and you know what I'm saying like I actually got to like talk to him, fill him out for real. So like, you know what I'm saying like, there wasn't the there wasn't the only label too that was talking to me. So like out of all the labels and shit, like I was just most comfortable with them. Like mm-hmm. they, cause other labels and shit, there was there was more on some like, there was more low key on some like gimmick shit like. Like trying to that's that's that, that that's what their approach was like on some gimmick shit. So out of all the labels I was talking to and shit, like Columbia was just like the most down to earth, like down to earth. They knew what I was doing. They heard other records too. So like they they just knew what I was doing and shit. So yeah, everything was like that's what's up. Um, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it that like 
Yachty, when Yachty came out in 2016 or whatever, that like his voice and his sound was so shocking to people. Yeah, just from having like sort of a weird croaky voice and doing like melodic ass songs and shit, like mind blowing to people. And then you fast forward like four years, and it's like people have kind of become numb to a lot of different styles and shit. And that like yeah. you you had to go in like a way more abstract direction to to sort of like get people excited about that you know sort of like a similar thing of just trying like a totally different sound and rap yeah no that's facts like man really people people with adhd they fuck my shit heavy like Mm. you know what i'm saying it's just abstract it's different like so when people be trying to do different shit like they don't really be thinking about it. Man, really, man, like shit, bro. When I do my high pitch shit, like, man, if you if you singing that shit in high pitch, bro, you're gonna be turned, bro. Like, it's 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 a lot of energy in it. So, like, it's it's abstract, but it's like I'm trying to explain it. Like, like it's energy behind it. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I don't need not explain. It's interesting to see who it resonates with because uh, the dude that I do the news with, this dude AD, who's probably like the most gangster guy who does camera on camera stuff here or whatever. He like when I said I was interviewing you, he's like I listened to his new video like a hundred times this weekend. Like he's totally sincere. Like he's like, yo, that that new song is ridiculous, and he's just straight up like we we're playing it in here. He's singing along to it. It's like. But I, I noticed that happening with me too. Is that the more I listen to it, the more my brain gets used to it, and it doesn't seem as shocking, and I can kind of just appreciate the the melodies and whatnot. Yeah. At the at the you know what I'm saying really, man. Like my music is like is like a math problem. Like once you solve the math problem, you just like satisfying to listen to and shit. So mm. it's like. Once you get once you got that acquired taste and shit, like it's just up, like it's just up. It's interesting though, like who do you think the main fan base is at this point, and does it feel odd that maybe a lot of the fans are like I don't know, sort of like indie, like hipster type people, and maybe not necessarily like the core hip hop audience. So I would assume like a lot of those sort of people like still might not understand or might not even hurt it necessarily that yeah. sometimes it's like the internet audience that's really being receptive to it yeah so like really when people listen to my shit like i when people listen to it the first thing they're gonna say is like what the fuck they're gonna be like what the fuck is this and then it just make them it make them like want to dig into my shit more because they, they're just confused mm. they're like what the fuck is this why is this having so much attention on it so it start off as like what the fuck you know, it go both ways though. Somebody out of to be like, man, nah, that's that's not it. That shit just not it. Or somebody gonna be like, man, this shit different. And he really saying some shit because they they done listened to it a couple times. They're like, damn, okay. So now they seeing where I'm coming from and shit. After the first like after the first listen, you like what the fuck? You like damn. People gonna listen to it again though. They gonna be like, cause they got to. You gotta listen to it. You gotta be like, like my shit. My shit is like some shit where you, cause my songs be short too. So my songs be like some shit, you know what I'm saying? My delivery different. And then like, they probably not gonna understand what I'm saying. So that make them want to listen to it again. Cause they really trying to listen now. They're like, damn. So mm. shit, now that, now that they really trying to listen in, they gonna pick up some shit that I'm really saying. Right. And then they gonna be like, damn, this nigga really saying some shit. 
it's interesting to me because you seem like you you care about the meaning and what you're actually saying a lot but then you're sort of person pers- uh, purposefully like delivering the the lyrics in a way that it's hard for people to pick up on to the point where you even put the lyrics on the screen for a bunch of the videos and stuff yeah. is, but is that part of the puzzle in a sense that you want people to have to like go look up the lyrics or, or listen to it over and over to figure yeah. out exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It reminds me of metal, because I grew up listening to metal where a lot of times the vocals are like, like you, you can't tell what they're saying at all, yeah. but like you kind of have, it's a different level of learning curve when you have to go look the shit up. Yeah, and then like you see it, and then some people be shocked. Like that's another thing too, so it's, it's a factor of what come with trying to figure my shit out. Niggas be shocked, niggas be like, damn, I can't even believe he said this. So they, they're like, damn, he said this for real? And then they start to listen and they're like, damn, he really said this shit. So like, it is, it, it is like a puzzle, like everything come together. Like, niggas, niggas uh, like figuring my shit out. So once niggas figure my shit out, they hook. That's what it is, like addictive. Like, if you got that acquired taste and shit, if you got that acquired taste, like, some shit's gonna go and some shit just not. But like, my shit, and then everybody not gonna fuck with my shit too though. Like everybody not gonna fuck with it. Some people it's not for them. You can't make not. music like that and expect everybody to fall in line with it, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't expect for everybody to fuck with my shit. So, you know, I just I just know what I got to do, and then the people either gonna pick it up or they not. Well, it's interesting because we're kind of like in this day and age like with spotify and playlisting and everything it feels like people are just making music that sort of like ticks all the right boxes like the sound is very minimal it's like very like you know everybody's rapping over the same sort of trap beats everybody's sort of people don't don't even seem like ashamed about rapping the most generic shit ever these days a lot of times and that's kind of like a weird state to be in where everybody is basing their judgment of what good music is on what sells what you can play in the club what is accessible by a lot of fucking people so that's why it really kind of stands out to people when somebody like you comes along who's kind of blatantly making music that you're like like it's just blatantly not for the masses it's like you you might not be able to understand this and it doesn't matter like if you want to figure it out you're gonna have to decode it and like that that level of challenge is kind of uncommon these days yeah no that's that's, that's true but man my shit still be playing in clubs like outside of shit like yeah niggas niggas hit yeah but i mean there's a lot of music that's made like specifically 100 percent to just fall into those boxes you know yeah, like shit has gotten very for- formulaic in a lot of ways yeah yeah no that's true that's and even in true. rap a lot of times like you'll see like a whole generation of rappers coming from one area or whatever that has the same fucking flow and they stick with it and you know like and, and sometimes that shit passes by and you don't even really like remember you just sort of forget like oh remember when everybody was doing the like entire states where every rapper for a couple years was just fucking with that flow and it's like bro you're not gonna ever stand out if you keep doing the same shit everybody else is doing that's another thing too I looked at it I was like man everybody doing the same shit all this shit sound the same I gotta do some shit that's gonna put me apart. But then I, I was on some shit. I was like, I gotta do some shit that's gonna put me apart. You know, niggas gonna look at it weird, but like, I don't look at the shit I be doing weird. Like, my delivery is just different. So, niggas, like, that's literally all it is. My delivery is different. Mm. Like, but my content, like, like the shit I be saying, the shit that niggas be related, like, niggas can relate to and some niggas done been through. So, it's like, the substance behind the shit I'm saying. Mm. 
Definitely. So when you get in the studio, what's your creative process like, or what's your mentality like going into that? Like, are you, are you mostly like focused on manipulating this sound that you've been playing with for the past few months or whatever, or, or does your brain go in a lot of different directions in terms of what kind of sound you might be willing to put on a track? Man, really, this, this is what I'll be doing. So shit, I'll just be at the crib smoking. I'll be listening to like, uh, like Fleetwood Mac, uh, Elton John, you know, like Mariah Carey and shit. Uh, like, that's just what I be listening to, and then it just begin like stuck in my head and shit. And then I just be like, like putting shit together. Like, like if I got some shit I've been thinking about, like I just I just mix it up. So like, okay, I've been listening to all this shit. So that's that's my delivery. I'm listening to this shit. So I'm thinking about how I'm finna deliver this shit. Now I'm putting just I'm just putting my thoughts of what's really going on in my day or the week, whatever's going on in the week, and then I just put it together. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I get the influence from like listening to like old school shit. And then I just put it on with what's really going on in the world. Like either what's going on in the world or what I've been going through that week, that day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just putting it together. So you write, or do you just sort of let it brew around in your head before you go in the studio? Yeah, like, I just, like, I just be going with I don't write, though. Like, I ain't never wrote, because cause I, I tried writing when I first when I first rap, but, like, when you write, it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's like you, it's like you, uh, like like your flow is I don't know it's, it's not coming out organically it's like you forcing it like but but some it, it's different for me it was just more different like I'm writing some shit I'm like okay and I'm thinking about it in my head and then I'm trying to put it on the beat it's not really sounding right so mm-hmm. it's not coming out together so I was just like shit okay like I'm gonna just keep playing the beat I'm gonna think of some shit like, I'm gonna think of okay now I got like the first I got like the first two bars. That's what I'm finna say. Then I just go off the first two bars, and then like I just be punching in and shit. Mm. Respect, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, just in terms of how you sort of get to the end result, you know? Because and, and so, how much uh, frequency are you dealing with in the studio? Like, are you recording like five songs in a night, or are you like working to really make that one song that you really believe in? Yeah, it be it be. Uh, I be, I probably made like two three songs a day. Like when I do record, when I do record, it's, it's some shit. Like I'm focused and shit. Like I don't just go in the studio and then just just be like, oh, I'm finna just make anything. Uh-huh. Like yeah, it just it just all come together. Like, I don't be trying to force shit. Definitely. Um, in terms of your visuals and shit, how important is that to you? Is that a big part? Like obviously you kind of came up on YouTube a lot. Uh, yeah. Like how much does that matter to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it mattered a lot because, like, that's my vision and shit. Like, I want people to see my vision and shit. So, like, you know, all my videos directed, like, by me, except for one one video. It's uh-huh. yoga. Yoga is not directed by me. But all my videos directed by me. So it's like, it's like an image I'm trying to push, like a narrative I'm trying to push. It's like... Like, you know, I don't, like, Ludacris, like, when he was dropping his videos, like, like, Ludacris, the baby, like, they got, like, kind of humor in their videos and shit, mm. and, like, like, kind of like a humorous storyline and shit. Right. Yeah, like, that's, that's how I look at it. 
I make music, man. Really, like when I make music, I don't think about making music for old ass niggas and shit. Like, I think about making music for children and shit. Mm. So like, that's that's what I'm targeting. That's interesting though. Like, have you seen like eight year old kids that were fucking losing their minds over your shit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's it'd be be crazy. Like, yeah, it's definitely for the children though. But you know, children. The children is like. Man, children are like the gatekeepers in this shit. Yeah. Like, for real. And it's cool to give them something that they can get excited about that isn't. Like, a lot of times I've seen, like, my friend's kids who are, you know, eight years old, whatever. I remember yeah. when I did a Rico Reckless interview, like, a few years ago, and his kid was just straight watching Tay-K, Lil Pump, 6 9 It's like... You kind of worry, like, yeah. is this kid just getting like violence and and drug abuse fed to him? Yeah, it's kind of positive to think that they gravitate towards your shit just based off the energy and shit. Yeah, like, young kids, yeah, like young kids gonna fuck with my shit. Yeah, for sure. That's what's up. It be the old heads that be. They just they just stuck in the past. Mm. It's interesting because you they can adapt. Mm, you, like you having all that involvement in your videos and stuff, I feel like that's that's very much like what an artist kind of needs to be like these days. Because for a long time, a rapper could afford to just be a rapper and then like let the label handle whatever the fuck it's gonna look like in the video. Let the artist, let the label tell me what to wear, tell me what the photos are supposed to look like, tell me what media I'm supposed to do, etc. And it's like that that in 2020 doesn't really seem all that realistic like you're, you're yeah. much better off steering your own ship that's what i'm saying gotta gotta push the boundaries and shit like that's how i seen it i was like man i gotta push the boundaries like do something different like oh uh, it's like i don't know like a lot of people like like that's like Thug, Thug, for an example, I just use Thug for an example. Like Thug, like he's a he's a mogul. Like with YSL, like he put, you know, what I'm saying like I see it. Like Thug took a year off, and then like that's when Gunna really like came up, popped for real. He got keyed under him, like. So, so that's that's like adding the thug and shit. But like, you know, when thug when thug first came out, like niggas niggas wasn't really like niggas niggas was confused. Like niggas was like, what's this? His like, sound was so fucking abrasive. And it's hard for a lot of people to even remember that when you listen to like his newer albums and shit, where yeah. it sounds like Young Thug making big fucking pop songs to a yeah. certain extent. Not saying he doesn't make regular ass rap songs too, but when he first came out, we were listening to Thug because it was shocking. And you, yeah. you had never heard rap music that sounded like that. And you had never heard rap music that sounded like he just didn't give a fuck what anyone would think about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? He was pushing boundaries. He was pushing the boundaries for real. Like, that's, that's how I see shit for myself. Like, pushing boundaries and shit, you know what I'm saying? There's gonna be moments where people ain't gonna understand you, but like if you if you got your vision and like you know what you finna do, like that shit really gonna impact the world. Like what Thug doing, like what Thug doing when first when, when he first came out, you didn't think he was finna have niggas copying the shit that he be trying to do. Mm. Like nobody thought that. Niggas was like, what the fuck is this 
what is this? Like, nigga was confused. Now you got hella niggas trying to sound like Thug, like, hella different shit. And the thing that made Thug Thug was that he wasn't trying to sound like anybody. Yeah, like, nobody. Like, who who, who you think you could say Thug sound like? When he first came out, I mean... You, you could see the Lil Wayne influence, but yeah. he didn't sound like Lil Wayne. Yeah, he didn't sound you like, know? like, like he You had saw the influence from a few different things and stuff. Like You could even say, like, yeah. oh, you can kind of see, like, a Gucci-type influence, obviously. Yeah. Like, these are artists, though, that, like, their influence was so big that everybody just had to be influenced by them, whether you really sounded like them or not. You yeah. Know? But that's interesting because a lot of people want to compare you to Cardi, but I think Thug is probably, like, the better comparison point in terms of like what you're actually trying to accomplish like the 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 different pitched voice is not the only thing that you're bringing to the table right yeah like man i got bars in my shit man i'll be saying some real lyrical shit man like see so niggas be trying to compare me to cardi and shit like i fuck with cardi i think cardi got like 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 a style is like swag it's more it's more of like a swag with it you know what i'm saying like me like, I got real bars in my shit, man. Like, real lyrical shit. So it's like, niggas already be trying to do the comparing shit. But that's just rap, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you always gonna deal with shit. Niggas gonna be like, you sound like this. You don't even sound like a nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I don't let that shit bother me because I know what's really going on with me. So. Mm-hmm. But you know Cardi back in the day? Shit, nah, I never met Cardi. Oh, okay. Uh, Ola, uh, I was on FaceTime with, uh, with him one time, though. With, uh, Ola, and then you just ain't fuck my shit. Oh, that's dope. Have you had a chance to talk to Thug at all? I feel like Thug would be interested in what you're doing. Thug? Yeah. Nah. He should I, definitely reach out, Thug. If you're watching this, you gotta reach out. Yeah, shout out Thug. I would just love to see that. Actually, I'll just like sit, go sit on the couch, and we could just have Thug come in here, and you guys just talk for an hour. I feel like that would be very important content. I would love to see what came out of that. Yeah, nah, thanks. Shout out Thug. Myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. It's interesting that I, I mentioned disco before as like an example of just like, you know, men, uh, you know, making music with like high pitched melodies and vocals and shit. But like you are literally a, like a disco god in the latest video. Was that intentional at all? Or like how did you end up on that idea? Like what made you want to be this disco guy? With that, uh, so shit, really, I tried to do a flip um, with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg said, uh, Sexual seduction. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so I I tried to do a flip. I was just trying to give it like old school shit. That's what man. That's what really my album finna sound like. It's finna sound like a live, like a live two thousand R and B project or something like. Right. Like early nineties like R and B type shit. That's so, what's up. So yeah, that's so with the video. You know what I'm saying? We had to go eighties themed. I had to put my fro on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was a fro wig, or did you just let your shit go? Yeah, I just I just took my hair out. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's legendary. Yeah. I'm so jealous of anyone who could rock an afro. Um, okay. So, did you delete your projects off of Apple Music and shit? Nah. After I signed, it, it just got took down. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So that was like an agreement with the label. Yeah. Like, this is how you're gonna handle it. Yeah. I could I could have kept it up, but really I like if I wanted to push to keep it up, I could have, but I don't know. I, I just told him to take it down. Like, well, that's interesting. Like, because I did I did have it was like two projects and shit too. Right. But I don't know. I just like that first project was like 
don't know. Like I, I didn't want the whole world to like, like, try to have a narrative off like that project and shit. So I just, I just took it off. Like when I signed, I just knew what I wanted to do, like, and all the shit I wanted the world to hear. So I got that shit took. Like, yeah, they got taken down. But interesting. Yeah, because it's like two different mentalities of like letting everybody see how you built to where you're at right now yeah. versus not really wanting everybody to see all the work you did behind the scenes, basically. Because yeah. like you could con- you could consider that shit behind the scenes. I'm sure there's pe- fans that are not happy about it, though. But, yeah. I mean, they can still go on YouTube. It's not like the shit really is going to disappear ever, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not, it ain't completely disappeared. You just got to work a little harder. Yeah, you just got to work harder, you know what I'm saying? You don't find my shit on YouTube. You don't find my shit on SoundCloud. Mm. Definitely. Um, okay, and like the FKA Twig song though, that was that was an example of like you working with people in more like the indie space and shit. Was that something you wanted to work with, or how did you guys end up doing a song together? Uh, so shit. She had reached out to me. She she nah. So yeah, she she reached out to me in like I think it was like April. She reached out to me. Nah 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 nah. This before I signed, yeah. This before I signed, she reached out and she had just started following me or some shit. And then I was already seeing, cause I seen some shit she had dropped with Rocky, um, in like twenty, I think it was like twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Mm. So I already, I already knew who she was. So I'm coming up and shit, and then she followed me. I'm like, damn, Twig just followed me. I, I, so I think I had DM'd her. I was like, I fuck with, I, I was like, I fuck with you are. And then she said the same shit. She was like, she like what I'm doing. Boom. Gave me a number. We just started like texting ever since, and then I think I had posted a snippet to some about you. I already shot the video and shit. Like I shot the video, and then she was like, "She need to get on it." She was like, "Send." I need to send her the files and shit. So I was like, "Shit, say less." Mm. Yeah, and then I sent it to her, and then that's how she got on it. That's dope. You yeah. feel like that kind of thing like opens you up to her fan base, or do you feel like her fan base isn't gonna necessarily care? Nah, her fan. Yeah, her fan base definitely ate it up. Okay. Yeah. Like, and then the people, the people I be working with, like, it makes sense. It just, it, it makes sense. Like, it's not no shit. You like, what the fuck? Right. Have you, shit. have you had anybody reach out wanting to work together that maybe was a bigger name, but you just didn't really see it making sense in terms of you couldn't imagine yourself on a song with them? Yeah, it was a couple people. Like, yeah, it was a couple, because, like, when I was first coming up, it was niggas like it was niggas who I was trying to fuck with, but like it was niggas who I was trying to fuck with before I got on. But like I ended up finding out some like weird shit about them. So like niggas was trying to work with me, but I, I wasn't just finna work with anybody. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's hella people I could have worked with that was bigger than me and shit, but it didn't make sense. So you know what I'm saying? I'm not just finna do something that don't make sense. Mm. Like it's a couple people like yeah. No, respect could've, for that. Could have made some songs with some rats. Yeah? Yeah, but, you know. Interesting. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not finna do that. Like, you 6 9 reached out, or is it more low-key rat? Yeah, it's it's something like that. You know, I ain't gonna talk about it, but shit, yeah. Interesting. You gotta tell me off camera. Do you know? <laughs> um, okay. Um, what, what was this? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is one converse, uh, conversation I think we should have that people want to know is how, how hard does 645AR turn up? Like what, what? If you were going to chill with a girl, or you were going to the club, or whatever, 
was your vice of choice? Do you have a vice of choice? Do you do you do the drinking and the smoking and the getting fucked up that a lot of people do? People want to know. I'm uh, I don't I don't know. I've I've consumed a lot of your content. I still don't know. Uh, nah. You know, really, me. I try to push positivity. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't push that. You know, I try to tell the kids stay in school. You know, ooh, try to tell the kids you could be this when you grow up. You know what I mean? So, like. I don't really be trying to push the negative stuff. People be trying to bring negative, like negativity out of me and shit, but like, I just like, man, really like, this is how I, this is how I see shit. Cause like people be people be trying to say I'm humbled and shit, but like I I've seen rappers like just act on some sadity shit. So like, I don't, and then me, I'm down to earth. Like I'm gonna be me. Nobody's gonna make me act different and shit. So like, that's just what it is with me. Like regular like niggas be trying to have me pop shit i don't really like popping shit though like mm. i just be trying to be in the cut like yeah i don't really be going out for real like for real for real niggas i don't know like niggas think because i'm a rapper i'm just supposed to be out doing a whole bunch of rapper shit mm. i don't i don't know like yeah the I, don't, I don't really like rappers for real so it's like why would i try to you know what i'm saying do a whole bunch of rapper shit because right. i'm a rapper and I mean, you like, see the corny ass part of it when you sort of see so many people that wouldn't have fucked with you before you popped off just sort of flocking to have something to do with yeah. you afterwards. And it's kind of like you, you sort of realize like the reason why everybody from my area might all rap the same for years at a time yeah. is like the same reason why like, you know, a dude pops off and they all want to fucking work with him and shit. And it's just kind of from your perspective, it's like you, you have energy that is very important and very valuable and if you just start spreading it out yeah you could do a couple of whack features and then all of a sudden that energy that you're carrying around with you that people can't really take away from you could just be like dissipated and just exactly. useless yeah facts yeah no nah, that's true yeah yeah like people like i'll be going out of town like i'll be with my peoples and shit. i'll just be chilling in the crib hotel and shit. they'd be like man why you ain't trying to leave uh just i'd be chilling bro yeah like, Cause they want to fucking get the benefits from that, like you know, they get some residual pussy from standing next to you in the yeah. club. Might really happen. Nah, and then another thing, like man, really, like, cause you know, I'm I'm, I'm more than a rapper, like you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm the CEO. I'm trying mm -hmm. to be a basketball player, like, so it's like that's how I handle myself. Like, I'm not finna handle, man, like nigga, it's it's a, like, like rappers. Just got a bad stigma to them and shit. Like anybody know that though. Like rappers would just be targets and shit. So it's like mm. I'm not finna box myself in as a complete rapper and just do rap shit. Like, cause I don't really, I don't, I don't see myself like that. Like, I see myself as like more than just a fucking rapper. Like people, man. I, I play ball and shit, bro. Like I'm really finna play in the NBA next year, man. Like mm. real shit. Now how much do you play? Shit, uh, I play often. I don't play as often as I used to, but shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm just getting back into the groove and shit. Like, but I, I do more than rap, so I'm not gonna carry myself as just a, a complete rapper and shit. Like, no, definitely. Like, yeah, like niggas, just, niggas just be trying to like act like whole rappers and shit. Like, it's really crazy. Well, people start to get the rap money, and then they think they need to spend it on everything that they think that a rapper spends money on. Yeah. And their time, you guys spend all your time on whatever. Yeah, just don't don't start drinking lean. Yeah, I know it's fun, but it's gonna rob you of your spirit eventually. Yeah, and no, I don't like that shit, man. Like you just be you, like you be useless. Like, yeah. 
Cause I didn't drink lean before. That shit just made me useless and shit. Like, yeah. Why the fuck I want to be on the couch? Sleep yeah. in the daytime, like. <laughs> and then even even so, like you gotta, you know, what I'm saying, like, okay, you can't drink in the nighttime. You can't drink in the daytime. Save it for the nighttime. But it's like, I don't feel right when I'm on that shit. So it's like, I don't fuck with that shit for real. Like, I need my energy. Like, Definitely. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm more than a rapper, man. Like. Cause people gonna try to put that rapper stigma and just oh you drank Halloween oh you said Diddy oh you probably act like Hollywood but I don't see my I don't I don't I don't, I don't put myself in that lane I'm myself definitely respect what do you uh when you think about like where you want to take your career and shit what do you feel like the the big next milestone you want to have you want to put out like a, a project that kind of represents what you're doing right now? Yeah, nah, that's that's coming out. Like, my project, my project is coming out like top of 2021. So that's yeah. When I put that out, that shit, that shit gonna like, you know, what I'm saying it's gonna impact the industry and shit. It's gonna impact the game. Definitely. Could you give us any sneak peeks of who might be on it with you? Uh. I don't even know. I, I I think I should just be surprised, cause really I. So this is just a question. If you if you think I'm finna drop a project, like what you what do you think my possible features is gonna be, like, just from hearing the shit that you done heard, like you don't you don't even know who could be on my shit, like. Well, one person that came to mind was that I noticed that you were kind of playing with some OJ flows on certain songs, like older yeah, songs, and yeah. I was just thinking like that would be tight if you fucking looped him on that shit. Yeah, not facts. Yeah, nah, yeah. Because the Gucci collab's too easy. Well, and that's not easy. It's probably expensive as fuck. But, I mean, I know too many people that have done it. And this is, I don't know. I feel like you brought OJ back out. That'd be the hard shit. Hey. Because I was listening to that, old, that, that song you did with Brodinski. And you're like, Monday through Sunday. And I'm yeah. like, I, I can recognize that anyway. Yeah. I know you fucking with OJ. Yeah, nah, yeah. I grew up on OJ. Yeah. A lot of OJ. Well, so what, what, who who would you put on the project? Would you go within rap? Would you go within this generation? I don't think so. I think you're too you're too big for that. I, w- I would go outside rap, or I would go with like an old school rapper, maybe that you sort of were influenced by that you yeah, could do something like interesting with. Harmony or some shit. That would be tight. Yes, <laughs> that would be dope. We we don't give OJ the credit he deserves for for really sort of like experimenting with high pitch rap way before a lot of people. Like when he first came out saying "a okay" over a song. I live yeah. in New York. I swear to God, that shit was so big in New York, and we couldn't. We also like couldn't believe that something that like that that was that weird was yeah. that big in New York. You know, nah, that's that's wild. Mm. For sure. Nah, I probably, I probably, man, shit, man. I'm trying to get Nas on my project. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, some real lyrical shit. That's when you put the label to work. Say, yo, go out into the world, get me a goddamn Nas verse. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Real lyrical shit, man. We, me and Nas gonna go bar for bar. Yeah, that would be dope. Back and forth? It's over. Nah, nah for real. <laughs> for sure. Um, what's that dance called? The, your signature dance? The sort of like you're jumping on one foot and you're sort of flapping your arms? I don't know what uh, the fuck yeah. to call it. You're talking, uh, you talking about the bird dance. The bird dance, right. Yeah. It is. That's pretty okay. self-explanatory, yeah. Yeah, it just, you know, it's just, it just like, you know, just like stretching. Yeah. You do the dance, you're going to be turned. You do the dance, it's just, it's just like you getting all the bullshit out your system and shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just gonna turn you up. That's what it is. Like, 
you know, different dances make people feel different type of ways and shit. You do my dance, you, you know what I'm saying? It's going to release some stress. Mm. I fuck with that. You ever see the chicken? Yeah, I've seen the chicken. You got to bring that back. Yeah. They, they, they got the chicken noodle soup dance, too. Like, oh, for real? I might bring that shit back. That's hard, too, yeah. Somebody was just playing that for me the other day, and I I didn't realize, like, I've seen people doing the chicken over the years, like, in the Black Boy videos and shit, but yeah. I didn't realize there was a whole song about it. Oh, uh, you ain't know? No, I did yeah, not know the root of it, soup. I gotta admit. Chicken yeah. noodle soup with soda on the side. Mm -hmm. I'll change my I whole fucking life. Get <laughs> up. Oh, man. Uh, what do you want to promote or, like, tell the people to go fuck with? What's your message that you want to leave the people with? Uh, man, we... We finna, we finna drop an important project. This shit is gonna be important to the industry, important to the culture. It's gonna change the culture. It's gonna shake shit up. Uh, what else? It's a whole bunch of shit on the way, man. Uh, it's projects, you know. I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'll be orchestrating projects and shit too, like artists and shit, like, cause you know I'm finna do label shit, so. Mm -hmm. Like have my own label shit, like have artists and shit. But uh, yeah, it just it just a whole bunch of shit. Like man, it's a lot of shit on the way. It's a lot of it's a lot of like moves in the works. For sure, respect, man. Hey, I think the the people out there are gonna appreciate uh, getting a chance to dig into your brain a little bit more. Pause, uh, and just get to know you. You know. Thanks. Pause. <laughs> 645 AR No jumper Yeah Coolest podcast in the world Check us out on YouTube SoundCloud iTunes Like, comment, subscribe Nojumper.com If you want to support Turn up Appreciate you man